How would you like to be part of a conversation that changed someone's life or even changed your own life? Welcome to the Be Fun, Be Kind podcast, where we have amazing discussions hosted by someone new each week. Join us at BeFunBeKind.com to be part of our live events. Now, here's your host for this week's episode. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited that you are here right now. Thank you so much for joining. My name is Rishma Petralia, and I am a love coach and a relationship coach. So thank you so much. I'm so excited today to be on Be Fun, Be Kind. Um, We're going to be talking about the importance of kindness in building better relationships. So after I'm finished, you know, giving a little bit of a discussion, I'm going to open up the floor for like any questions that you may have. So definitely, if you have any questions, um, just write them down. And then after, I can answer them for you if you have any questions. But yeah, I'm so excited and happy that you have joined today. So I'm just going to share with you guys a little bit about me and, and my background. So Basically, I grew up in Canada, in Calgary, Alberta. It's a very, very cold place. If you haven't been there, the temperatures can get to like minus 34. It's super cold. And also, it doesn't have the longest summer, unfortunately. But if you do go, definitely go in the summer. They have the most beautiful summers. But yeah, I grew up in Calgary. I ended up moving to the Middle East when I was like in my 20s. And what I found is that I was always attracting and being drawn to more destructive relationships. So, you know, I was always like, you know, really wanting to be with people who didn't want to be with me. And I always had a lot of issues around my worth and my value. And what I realized is that it wasn't until I found my connection with the higher power, which I called God. It wasn't until then where I started to understand that I was truly worthy. And after this happened, I then attracted my now husband. We've been together for about five years. We have a little baby. He's almost five months old. His name is Noah. He's like the most beautiful, beautiful baby. And I'm so grateful. And I really know that it, the reason I then attracted this beautiful relationship in this beautiful marriage where I married essentially my best friend. The reason why is because I realized my own worth. And this is why I am just so passionate about teaching people more about relationships and more about how to build better relationships. So you are having a good time in a relationship. I know for myself in my twenties, really, I was really having a tough time. I don't know about you guys, but just a lot of push pull, a lot of fighting, um, which was not good for my soul essentially. So today I'm going to be talking about the five love languages and how it's just so important to show kindness in relationships like how this is probably one of the most important things you can do is showing kindness to you know your partner whether it be a romantic partner whether it be a friendship 
It is so important to show kindness. And if you can have the foundation of kindness, this can help you so much when it comes to developing a strong, beautiful relationship with someone. So how do we do this? How do we do this? The first thing is that we have to understand that it is all about giving from an unconditional place. So I really think that giving is one of the most important things you can do in a relationship. And unfortunately, in our society, it's all about what can I get, you know, and it's just kind of how society is. What can I get out of this? What can I get out of this person? And whenever we're coming from this place of what can I get, this is actually a transactional way of you know, being with other people. It's very, very transactional. So for example, if I give you this, you're going to give me that. And that unfortunately is not unconditional love. That is conditional love. So that's the first thing. We have to really move into a place of unconditional love. And I think for myself, for me, my connection with the higher power with God, that is where my worth essentially came from because I really know deep down in my heart that I am so loved unconditionally by God. And because of this, this is why I now know I am so worthy because I know that God loves me. And that's why I'm able to then give more love in my relationships, right? Because for me, at least, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I'm quite a spiritual person. I know that God gives me so much each and every day, and I'm so grateful for that. And I know that because I'm given so much by the higher power, whatever you call the higher power, I'm given so much. This is why I'm able to give in my relationships. So it's all about that unconditional love. So now I'm going to be talking about what are the five love languages. So a guy by the name of Gary Chapman, he is an author, he's a speaker, he wrote the book, The Five Love Languages of The Five Love Languages. Pretty sure I got the title right, I hope so. You don't, if you, maybe I didn't get it right, just go into Google and just type in Gary Chapman, Five Love Languages, and his book will come up. So what he does is he talks about how every person, there are ways that we feel loved more than others. So for example, like one person might not have the same love language as another. So it's a way of showing love to another human being. So whether that is a romantic relationship, whether that is a friendship, it's a way of showing love to another person. So I'm going to be going over these languages for you so that if you are somebody who is in a romantic relationship or you want to be in a romantic relationship, or maybe you are somebody who just wants to build better relationships in terms of friendships, you definitely want to keep listening because I'm going to be going over these love languages with you. So the first one is words of affirmation. So that has to do with what you are speaking, what you are saying to somebody in terms of 
them essentially. So for example, maybe you have a partner and this is their love language. What you want to do with them is you want to compliment them. So you could say, you know, I just love the way that your eyes look with that shirt you're, you're wearing, you know, your eyes really pop. They look really beautiful. Complimenting, saying nice things to your partner from this loving place will help them to feel more loved by you. So it's all about speaking, all about saying, you know, nice things. So for example, maybe your partner cooked you a lovely dinner, or maybe your friend cooked you a lovely dinner. Just, you know, saying, you know, that tasted amazing. It was so good. Thank you so much for cooking me dinner. I appreciate it so much. When you do this, you are helping the other person to feel loved. And if that is their love language, they're going to feel even more loved by what you are saying to them, right? So you really want to even gauge with yourself. Do you, are you somebody who feels loved by words of affirmation? Really, really feeling in your heart. How do you feel loved? The next one is acts of service. So this has to do with doing something, right? So for example, maybe your love language is acts of service. It could be that, you know, your partner emptying the dishwasher and putting the dishes away is an act of service. It's doing something nice for you. Another act of service could be, you know, mowing the lawn or cleaning the house or, um, what else is another good example of an act of service? It's just basically doing something that is nice for your partner, right? It's all about the doing. And if this is your love language, maybe if your partner does something for you, you feel really happy, you feel really loved. And that is probably because acts of service is your love language. The next one is gifts. So gifts is pretty self-explanatory. You know, if you go buy something for somebody and you give it to them, they are going to feel loved if that is their love language. But if it's not their love language, they're actually not going to feel loved as much. So if you're somebody who that's your love language and you know you give a gift to your partner or to a friend and they're not really that into it, it could be because that is not their love language. So it's all about, you know, giving something tangible, something that you can go and buy for the person. And by doing this, they are feeling loved. So it's not only about birthdays. It's not only about, you know, the holidays. It's about, you know, even just if you were at the mall, you see something that, you know, your partner might like going and buying something, even if it's like $10, $15 will go such a long way in showing your partner love if that is their love language. And I hope this isn't shaking too much. My table's a little shaky, so sorry about that. Maybe I'll put this down here. <laughs> um, okay, so the next one is quality time. So quality time is all about spending time with someone in a present way. So it could even be going and watching a movie together. But when you're watching the movie, you're not on your phone. You're not distracted. You're with the person. You're enjoying together. You're doing something together. So maybe even if you go for dinner, right, and you're just talking and, you know, enjoying each other, that is the 
that is quality time. And a lot of people, I would say, have this as their love language. It's super, super important to show a person, you know, your presence. And a lot of times, especially now with technology, this is something that we have to work harder on. I even know for myself, you know, sometimes like, you know, I have work stuff going on and it's on my phone and I have to really make an effort if I'm going to spend quality time with my husband to just put my phone away, put my laptop away and just be present with him. And we can just watch a movie or, you know, eat dinner together. Just doing something together is really, really important and being present while you are doing it is super, super important. And the last one is physical touch. So again, this is very self-explanatory, but if a person's love language is physical touch, this means that they enjoy actually, you know, you putting your hand. So for example, if your partner's love language is physical touch, even just putting your hand on your partner's shoulder, like embracing them by saying, thanks so much. Or, you know, just even just hugging them goes such a long way in terms of them feeling loved by physical touch. So hugs are super, super important. And it's so funny because, you know, being a relationship coach, I often find that couples, whenever they're together, like, they will have the opposite love languages. Most often couples, like two people in a relationship, they will not have the same love languages. And I think that's where things can get a little bit tricky because imagine your love language is gifts and then you keep showing, you know, your partner love by buying them gifts and they really, you know, they're not feeling loved by it. This can cause, you know, one person to not feel loved. So that's why it's just super, super important to understand what the other person's love language is. It's really, really important to do this. And it's awesome because Gary Chapman actually has a quiz on Google. You could just go into Google, type in Gary Chapman, five love languages quiz. And on, um, I think it's on his like website, you can take this quiz and you can figure out what your love language is and you can you know do it with your partner or even do it with your friend right find out what your friend's love language is find out what your partner's love language is by doing this you are showing them that you care and essentially it's all about being kind to one another right it's all about being kind and showing unconditional love to one another it's just really, really important to sustain a relationship and, you know, building on the foundation of kindness, right? And that's the thing. Sometimes with people who are the closest to us, sometimes we don't treat them, you know, the way that they deserve to be treated. And it's funny because sometimes we'll go and treat, you know, the mailman or people we don't even know very well. We'll treat them almost better than our own partner, and that's why it's just so important to be reflective and, you know, figure out how can I be more of a giver in my relationship. And by doing this, you essentially are working on your relationship and you are building the blocks to a beautiful relationship. I know for myself, me and my husband have done the quiz and it's just so funny because like even... 
um, before when I don't even think we were married then, but I remember like, I would like make breakfast for him. Like I would like make like a green smoothie and a coffee and just put a cereal. And every day he'd be like, Rishma, thank you so much. Like that means so much to me, especially because he was going to work and, and all that. And I remember that I would, he would say like, thank you so much. And he would show so much appreciation. And for me, my love language is words of affirmation. I felt, I always feel just so happy whenever he feels like grateful that I'm doing that. And even though I would do it every single day, every single day, he constantly would say, you know, thank you so much. It really means a lot. Like, and he'd really say it from his heart. I think that is so important too. Like not doing it from a fake place, doing it from a place of truth that you really do appreciate the person, the person, the other person can feel it, right? They can really, really feel it because it's coming from your heart. And that's how we give love. We give love from our heart. So I really hope that you guys enjoyed the discussion today on how to build better relationships. If there's any questions, I would love to answer them. Like I'll open up the the floor to, to any questions. I'll just um, ask to unmute. And if there's any questions that anybody has, please feel free to ask question. I hope it works. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Steve. Hi, I think I'm on speaker. Hi, Lauren. Hi, um, Stephen has a question. Maybe we can, you should, you could answer that one first and then I'll sure. pipe in. What's your question, Steve? It's in the chat. Oh, it's in the chat. Amazing. I'll go to the chat. Thank you. (laughs) So for those people in relationships, many struggle with communication. How can couples communicate better? That's such a good question. So communication is probably one of the most important things in a relationship, right? Because we are we're human beings. We're constantly talking like all the time. So um, if you want to improve your communication skills in a relationship, I would say something that is just so important is to use I feel statements. So what are I feel statements? Oftentimes when we are in a relationship, we can say things like you did this. So maybe, um, your, your partner was supposed to take out the garbage and, and, you know, he never did, or she never did. And, you know, you, you just kind of point your finger, like in a little bit of an accusatory way, like, well, why didn't you do that? Why didn't you take it out? And whenever we use the word you, it can come across as very like blaming, right? So we really want to use the word I feel. And whenever we do this, whenever we say, you know, I feel upset about blank. I feel hurt about blank. I feel disappointed. You are taking the ownership and you are essentially telling the person how you feel. So you're taking away that accusatory, you did this, you did that. And you are essentially explaining how you feel. And then the person's able to receive 
how you feel. First of all, they're able to receive how you feel and they're able to actually take in what you're upset about. Because the minute that somebody says the word you, all of a sudden your defenses are up and you know, you've put up a wall and you're not even going to listen to what they have to say because it's almost like you're trying to accuse me for something. You're trying to blame me for something. No. And then we automatically put up a wall. So definitely practice it. Use I feel statements. That is super, super important. Another thing I would say for communication is that we have to really listen to each other. And, you know, I know a lot of people, including myself, you know, even when you're talking to a friend, you could be, you know, talking to your friend and then you're not even listening to what they're saying. Like as they're talking, you're already thinking of a response. It's very much human nature for us to do this. And what it is, is when we do that, we're really not being present with the person that we're talking to. And we're just kind of being a little bit more self-absorbed, right? Because we're not giving our presence to understand their perspective. We're just thinking about what we're going to say next, right? So definitely really, really taking the time to listen to what the other person is saying. So something you could even do if you're having an argument is take out your phone and put a timer on. So you could like, you know, say, okay, I'm going to have my speaking time to share how I feel about this situation and, you know, put on three minutes or even five minutes. And what you do is you just allow the person to speak and you're just listening. So there's no response, like you're not responding back and forth. You're just allowing the person to share how they're feeling, to share their point of view, and you let them speak for three minutes, or you can put a timer for five minutes. And then the other person has a chance to then respond back and not get interrupted. So this is a good way to practicing, to practice listening. Listening is just so important. Um, with communication, right? So I hope that answers your question. And I see that there's another question. It says, how do you work on improving your self-worth? This is, this is such a great question. So I think that your self-worth can be improved in different ways. But one way I would say is keeping the promises that you have for yourself. So what does that, what does this mean? If you say, you know, every day I'm going to spend, you know, 15 minutes working out, like I just really want to feel better in my body. And I want to, I want to you know, feel good in my body and working out makes me feel good. If you say, and you set a boundary for yourself, I'm going to work out for just 15 or 20 minutes a day, five days a week. Keeping your promise to yourself is going to improve your self-worth, right? Because you're building trust with yourself. Unfortunately, a lot of times we are breaking our promises, you know? For example, maybe we're not wanting to eat so much sugar, right? And then, you know, we say, I'm not going to have my, a dessert after dinner. I've decided I'm not going to have dessert after dinner. The minute you break that promise with yourself, you have lost trust. And the minute you 
uh, lose trust, this is when your self-worth is actually getting less and less and less. So you definitely want to make sure that you are keeping the promises that you say to yourself. That is probably the best way to feel worthy, right? So promises, I would say another way that you can feel worthy. And, you know, I'm not sure how many of you are religious or what. I know for myself, I am... I'm quite spiritual and I do believe in higher power. And I know for myself, what has improved my worth so much is my connection to God. Like that is absolutely improved my worth. And the reason why it's improved my worth is because when you know that you're loved by God, like you just, you just have so much love in your heart. You have so much unconditional love. And, and I know for myself, that is what has given me so much worth. It is um, feeling how much God loves me and feeling the love I have for God. And so, yeah, that's, that, that would be another way um, from a more, I guess, spiritual religious perspective. So I think there's another question. Um. Lauren, did you have a question? I don't know if I see it here. I don't know if I see it here. Are there any other questions? Any other questions? There I am. Oh. Let's see here. Oh, I, I'm in and out. You can hear me, right? Yes, I can hear you now. Now I'm now I'm off mute. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've never heard. I've never. That's really good. I never heard it put that way about improving your self worth by um, by keeping your promises to yourself. Because usually you think of it as keeping. I always think of keeping promises to others. But I, I kind of don't commit to myself in the first place because I'm, I tend to put the needs of others before me. So that speaks to, definitely does speak to self-worth. Um, so just a comment. Um, part, of, part of being able to communicate in a relationship is being open to... Um, being okay with being vulnerable. And what if you have the, all the parties in this relationship who are all afraid? Is, uh, I'm speaking of my, my, my partner and my child. We're all afraid to be vulnerable. Um, yeah. I'm working on that. But how do you, how is it? How do you feel okay with being vulnerable and encouraging other people to be vulnerable, although they're very, you know, and they don't want to let things out? I love, I love that, that question. That's such a great question. Um, I definitely think if somebody has a hard time with being vulnerable, you have to really 
be able to gauge the times when they are vulnerable. And when they are vulnerable, we have to then show them a lot of compassion and empathy for what they're going through. Because oftentimes, whenever we're trying to be vulnerable, it's usually over something that we're going through, right? Maybe it's like a situation Mm -hmm. or a problem. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. with our partner, we can be a little, like, I know for myself, like, you know, with our partner, we're not always our best selves. And we really Mm -hmm. have to almost go into that mindset of, imagine a friend was telling me this, right? How would I respond? How much compassion would I show? How much would I be listening? So I think it's really, really important to, number one, show compassion. And I guess it's really, really about, you know, giving that person unconditional love, no matter what they're going and not making them feel shame. Because I think that that is why people actually close up and they don't share. It's because they feel shame. So it's really, really about making sure that they don't feel shame about what's going on. And you're making them feel like this is completely normal. You're normal. And I'm so sorry you're going through that. And how can I support you? I think a really good sentence to say, actually, that I use a lot is like, how can I support you right now? Like, what can I do to support you? And I think just saying those words, the other person feels just like, well, what can you do? And they, and they almost feel like something is lifted, right? Because somebody understands where they're coming from and they get it. And I think that's the most important thing is just allowing those, even that little moment where there's a little bit of vulnerability it is so important for us to gauge that and, and be there for that and be present for that. Because if we, if we're just constantly like, if we're just constantly like, you need to be more vulnerable. You need to be more open. Like, yeah. like kind of like nagging. Like it's not, the other person's going to be like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> what is wrong? What is the matter? What is exactly. thinking? Yes. And it, I That's think another thing is right. it's acceptance. Right. Oh, sorry, sorry. I keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, not at all. We're probably, it's, it's, it's the way Zoom is. Don't worry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think another thing is like accepting where the person's at. If your partner isn't a vulnerable person, it's almost mm-hmm. just going into that state of that's just, they're not that vulnerable. And I'm going to accept that and I'm going to be okay with that. And I'm going to still share. I think it's still important for you to share and be an example, right? So when you're an example, the other person, they might like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I I feel free to do that because it is a two-way street with relationships. Like, you know, sometimes you have that friend and you're sharing so much and then they're not sharing anything, then you kind of feel like you don't feel safe almost sometimes, right? So Mm -hmm. again, I think with friendships, it's, it's, it is important sometimes to just say, like it's acceptance, but at the same time, if you're sharing all the time and, and you're not feeling, because vulnerabilities really can connect you a lot. So sometimes sharing like how you feel, like I notice I share a lot. I don't really know what's going on in your life. I'd love to hear what's going on with you. And I think that can really go a long way too, just expressing how you feel, but at the same time, accepting them for where they're at. So it's like kind of like a balance with the two. Any, I hope that answers your question, Lauren. Thank you. Yeah, it's a complicated thing, but I appreciate 
appreciate the insights. Thank you. And okay. someone wrote, someone else wrote something. Okay, so it says... Um, Carmela. Yeah, Carmela. Hi, Carmela. It says the key is finding and understanding the other person's love language. Is that right? Definitely. I, I think that if you can do this, if you can do that test, or even just kind of gauging, like oftentimes you can, um, oftentimes you can gauge it by how they respond. So maybe you buy your friend a gift and they're just like so over the moon happy. Like that was so sweet. Like I feel so happy that you gave me, like you kind of can gauge it. But I think with a close friend or with a partner, it'd be just so good to just do the test especially with a partner, do the test. It will make, it will make your relationship so much better. And you just understand each other so much better. I know for me and my husband, like it has helped us so much to understand each other and like where we're coming from. So definitely, I think that is the key. That's why I'm so um, grateful that Gary Chapman wrote that book. I think it's helped so many couples and so many people like all around the world. So, and I see another question. How can you best prepare yourself for a relationship? I love it. I love it. This is such a great question. Um, Okay. So how can you prepare yourself? So I often hear this term that like, I need to do all this like inner work before I get into a relationship. I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but it's like, I got to do all this work on myself and then I'm going to be ready for a relationship. And I do get that. I do get that it is important to be your best self. This is super important. However, if you're just constantly focusing on working on yourself and you're not getting into a relationship or you're not like, you know, dating and getting to know people, it is preventing you from learning more about yourself and how you are in a relationship. So for example, like if you want to learn how to drive a car, you know, studying the pamphlet, like on, on how to drive is not going to get you, you know, into the driver's seat and driving a car confidently. Reading the pamphlet is just giving you an idea of what it's going to be like, but until you sit in the car, that's where you're going to learn. Like that's when you're going to learn about yourself. That's when you're going to learn about your values. That's when you're going to learn about your beliefs. You're going to learn so much about yourself when you are in a relationship. So I would say that the best way to prepare yourself before a relationship is going to be by definitely what we talked about earlier, keeping promises to yourself because you definitely want to have self-worth. You definitely want to have self-worth. It's very important for when you are in a relationship. But after you've done that, like get out on dates, like start, you know, meeting people, start talking to people and I guess be open for a relationship. And I get it. I get it that we want to be our best selves, but even, you know, the quote unquote bad relationships, those are the relationships that teach you the most. And I'm not saying that, okay, just go and get into a bad relationship uh, right now. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is that, you know, ex- like just expecting to have the perfect relationship right away 
is, 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 is a hard thing, right? To just expect, okay, the next relationship I get into is going to be perfect. And I'm going to be my hundred percent best self. It just doesn't work like that. I know for myself, those destructive relationships is what has actually funny enough brought me to a beautiful, healthy, loving relationship. Because now I know like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want to keep choosing that. I want to choose the healthy relationship. I want to choose a person who actually likes me for who I am. Right. And being around somebody who you like. So that's another thing I think um, when you go on dates, like instead of focusing so much on attraction, like I need to be getting butterflies. I need to feel this thing in my stomach. I need to like know right away. This is the one. Like, I think these are all, sorry, I'm going a little off tangent. I hope that's okay. Um, I think these are all lies. I think we actually have to focus on, do I actually like this person? Could I be friends with them? Because that is essentially the foundation. And another question, which has to do with what we're talking about right now is kindness. Is this person kind? Like, were they nice to the waiter right now? Like, are they nice to me? Like, that's super important, being with somebody who is kind and loving and accepting, right? So definitely think like going out and meeting people is just so important because you're going to learn more about yourself. And I know right now during the COVID is, it is so hard. So I'm just, I'm just in awe of be fun, be kind because they are helping people to connect and build community in a virtual way. And I think this is just so important for our society right now. This is so important for people right now to have access to people and, you know, being a, you can actually build relationships online, you know? So, um, sorry, I like went from like thing to thing. I hope that makes sense. Uh, and yes, I do, uh, Lauren, I do have a direct, um, link to the quiz. Yes. I will put it in the chat box right now. Um, if there's any other questions, I would love to answer them. Anybody, I'm going to put this quiz. I really love, and you know, what's amazing. They even have this quiz for kids. So I know that when my baby Noah gets a little older, I will definitely be doing this with him because I think this is just it's just what everybody needs, right? It's understanding another person. And, you know, not only thinking about ourselves, it's thinking about other, um, other people. So I think that's just so, so important. Yeah, so the link that I've sent, it's awesome. So it has a begin a couples quiz, it has the children's quiz, it has the teens quiz, and it has the singles quiz. So it has like everything on this website. I didn't realize they actually updated their website to have all the different um, quizzes. So I just love that. Gary Chapman is awesome. Okay. Any other questions I can answer for you? I don't see any other questions. Hi. <laughs> hi. It's Ellie. Hi. Hi, Ellie. Um, I'm sorry that I missed the beginning part. I um, I, I was a little late, so I'm sorry for that. I have a question, and it may go beyond um, this, or 
I was listening to a lot about what you're saying that underlying everything was this connection with God and feeling, being able to feel God's love for one, ourselves as an individual, you know, that that's really, is that, is that right? That that's where you can tap into your own source of being able to love yourself and others. Yes. Like, I, I know I probably sound like a little bit airy-fairy no. with this, <laughs> but it's I, a, I it's a common theme in, in spirituality. And I think yeah. in all, right? let me see if I can say. Um, yeah. So what about uh, someone who's, gone through um repeated traumas tragedies who's um um well me and um I don't feel that I I feel my love for God but because my life has been unbelievably a series of such bad luck and I'm sorry yeah and I don't mean with relationships as well it was a physical disabilities and then people that we're not kind or fun, <laughs> but, um, a series of that where I, I'm at a place where it's just, you feel, um, I become in touch with the kind of a self, I think it's a self sabotage. It might even be an inner child type, um, protectiveness wound. Let me see if you can see this. Like, you know, protectiveness wounding type of thing. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to get deep into it. Like why, why is this, um, I do meditate. I am a spiritual person like you. I did go overseas and seek lots of stuff. And then I ended up in the last little over 10 years having, um, I was blinded. I was paralyzed. I couldn't speak for about 10 years. Coming wow. out of that. But the wow. people around me are not kind. I, one thing after yeah. another, including doctors, I'm not trying to turn this into my thing, but no, like, it's like, what if that's at the base of it of a, after life seems so hard and, and God, and I'm talking about more subconscious or deeper stuff. Um, yeah. Cause I am perfectly fine with loving and trusting and being vulnerable and all the things you talked about. I've read all, you know, but the reality is what happens when life really is very, very truly hard like that, like physical issues and um, just things that are out of a movie, a lifetime movie, you know, and <sighs> that's where you get that from where, you think, gosh, I think maybe I do have that inner child that's saying, no, let me just be in a cave now. I can't trust anyone. It'll get way worse. I totally, I totally am so sorry that you've gone through so much. Like my heart goes out to you and I'm being very vulnerable. You guys. I'm so proud of you. I'm so (laughs) proud. I can get love. (laughs) You, you are amazing. Like really, like, thank you so much for being vulnerable. And yeah, really people need that. And Everybody here is just sending you so much unconditional love. And I hope you can feel that. Thank I you. Really you can feel that. Like, um, okay, so when this you is... you get disabled, yeah. you'd be shocked because I was very uh, independent and I was always the helper. And I yeah. had no idea what happens, how differently people view you and treat you. And the whole society yeah. in this yeah. country is not nice. And they don't yeah. see who you are. And... Uh, yeah. That voice isn't spoken much. Totally. Know? Totally. So how do you get back? <laughs> okay. So for, and this is going to sound way too simple. And okay. it, but for me, this is, this is what I do every time that I've got some stuff going on. It's prayer. 
it's prayer. It is prayer. And I think that, I think in society, we don't give prayer enough credit. We just don't, we don't give it enough credit. So I would say, if you are open for it every day, write out or just even say to God, God, I want you to take these things from me. Because what it sounds like is you're holding these suitcases and you're trying to carry them around. Like, where are we going today with my two big suitcases, right? Every day, pick one thing and say, God, I am trusting you, right? I am trusting you to take these things from me. I do not want them. I do not want to be carrying them. And not it's only about praying once, right? It's going to be every day, any extra moment you have, God, take this from me, right? And I know for myself, like, you know, I just had a newborn and I'm, I'm super, super spiritual. I'm so into all these things. And even me, I feel like I went into a whole bunch of suffering after I gave birth because I had the worst labor, (laughs) worst labor of life. I had issues with so many like health issues after that I went into like a, a really down place. And the only thing, like no chakra meditation, no crystal healing, no Reiki, no releasing session I could do, none of that worked. None of it. And what I realized is that what has worked is me praying and asking God to take it. And for me, again, it has also been Jesus. So that's another another thing in itself. But you're open for it, Jesus. I have done it. I have. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud but of you. But nothing's happened. Yeah. You keep praying for it. This you is keep, over 10 yeah. years. Yeah. You keep, and I'm going to, like, I want to connect you after because I am hoping I can give, like, a little bit of a community to help to pray for you, really. Like, it's just prayer. I'm being really I'm honest. I mean, yeah. I mean, these words and these, these uh, books and these, all these things to say but for people who really life really and they i mean people who there's a lot of people who really didn't do anything to bring the things on they really didn't yeah, of course and not they're, they're loving spiritual people and i mean life just turns people you might be from a family that's not loving and supportive you may yeah. have friends who end up not being able to handle that you you become a representative of what could happen to i mean for me i i was um had a car accident, not my oh. fault. I was stopped at a red light. We're in an area where there was just no support and all oh. the doctors and therapists said there's no chance to heal. And I couldn't speak or talk or move. And I knew that I would, mm-hmm. but I mean, I only had negativity. I have very abusive care given, given from the government and things oh. over and over and over. And I mean, being spiritual, being, if that happened to you and all of a sudden there was no one and I know. society wasn't interested in anything but using using you. And this has gone on for over, and I am obviously healing a lot, but yeah. th- those things don't work. Mm-hmm. They don't work. Mm-hmm. And even mm-hmm. prayer isn't working. And it's like, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah, it's, it's, these things are beautiful. But if you maybe, if you have a bad thing happen to you, but you have the support, but you have money, yeah. but you have family, but you have um, abilities, it's, but when really everything, then I'm like, okay, it's like, Job, I get it. Okay, I'm going to be the voice for, because I'm always like, 
how do I help? Okay, God, so you put me in a situation so I can do what? How can I? But one year, two year, three year. Now it's, it just hit 10. I can't say numbers. Well, 10 plus that. And it's like, all right, I, it's too much. It's too much. It's too long. And now I'm getting old. And it's like, I'm going to lose. Yeah. I don't mean to make this about me. I'm so sorry. But no, I mean, you're allowed to make to it about be, you. To be honest, like what about yeah. when all these beautiful, sweet, you know, beautiful things don't work. What happens to those people then? Is it really just Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How did you get through those rough times? What? It's a great question. What qualities did you have that, that, um, Mm -hmm. or people surrounding you helped you? What did did you do? I I only had unbelievably cruel and abusive Mm -hmm. and sadistic people around me. Okay. That were the the medical system, the mm-hmm. social service system, anything that you think. It's just like when you, it's it's just like out of a movie. Like you just can't believe how people really treat people who are vulnerable like that when there's no one watching and there's no consequence. So mm-hmm. I've experienced things, but I'm normally a super strong. Um, I'm I'm the one that fights for people. So I, my first thing was that, oh my God, I'm going to save all these other people because now I know what's really mm-hmm. going on. Then the real truth underneath everything mm-hmm. is um, that I really want to live. <laughs> I really love the earth. I really love the people. I'm, this COVID is nothing to me. This is the greatest thing because I'm always homebound and isolated. And this at least opened up a chance. But um, mm-hmm. it was the first thing is that I really want to, I really want my life back. I really want to live and be part of life, even though life doesn't can, allow you. But other than that, you don't want to be miserable. So yeah. I've used everything I've ever learned, like, you know, all the books and all that stuff to just... I can relate to your feelings. Can't? I can't relate to your experiences. Mm-hmm. But I understand, you know, when you're trying to go through something and or get through something and you can't because it just feels like everybody is just you know, you're trying to like tread water and it's just like, it's not working, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when I went through that and I went through depression kind of, it's like, you know, well, what, you know, the only things that kept me going were my kids. I had to be there for my kids. And, but, but there's a strength in that too, because, and I think there's a strength in you too, Maybe just no one tells you that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm strong, but so what? <laughs> you know, if you don't get to be part of life. I mean, I'm not, so, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I, thank you so much. I don't mean that in any way, but it's no. just like, that's good when it's one or two or three or four years. But after that, it's like, how strong? And then God only gives you what you can handle. Well, can I see the other side now? Can I, how do you, okay, here's the question. What do you guys think of this one? What, how, what happens if you are paralyzed, you can't, all that stuff, and then you get over it. It's like you climbed out. Okay, like those people who were, um, I always had my, my image of being kidnapped and held hostage and being imprisoned falsely in like some kidnap situation. Okay, and then you get out. And now there's, I have all these images, you know, this big force you have to get through or a swamp. And it's always like that. I would say, okay, now you're in the swamp. Now you got past the swamp. Now you've got a thicket of forest with thorns. Now this, like if I write a book about this in the end, that's how I always, but how, so how do you make that bridge from being gone those years? 
How do you get back time. to you guys? How do I get to where you guys are living? A step at a time. Yeah, that's good. A minute step. at a time. Yeah. <gasps> what would be the next step? Be good to yourself, most of all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hijack this whole thing. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> that's um, really sweet. Oh. Hi, this is, this is this is Rish's husband. Oh, hi. <laughs> I've 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 been paralyzed before when I was eighteen. I had to relearn how to walk. So I I I'll never forget taking that. Uh, I had a walker. It was the weirdest thing. I, I had a walker, and I had to start really small, and I would just walk up and down the hall in, in my folks' house. And then eventually I had to build to walking around the yard. And it was, it was like, I just remember I had, it was sciatica to the point where my nerve had just uh, gotten bruised so hard that it had just become mush. So, so I, I had to completely relearn how to walk and, you know, because it was nerve damage, every step was excruciating. So, I mean, and I don't want to take any, you know, time away from Rishma because this is Rishma's thing, but, but I mean, I, I would say that, you know, seek out good people. I mean, you're smiling right now. Good people are out there, right? If they're not directly in front of you, if they're not in your community, that's fine, but they are out there. You have to seek out good people. So even if that's online, whatever it takes, you have to seek out good people. When you seek out good people, that is called creating a support system. It's very hard to walk alone. It's very hard to walk alone. There are good people out there. Okay. And the last thing I'm just going to say is, and this, this is, it's hard for me to say because it's hard to do, right? Not everybody can do this, but when you are of service of other people, when you go out and help other people, so if you go to your local soup kitchen, if you go to, you know, wherever, a church, a school, anything, whatever you do, whenever you're, even if you are beat to shit, if you are helping others in a roundabout way, you will help yourself. It's the weirdest, craziest thing. But when you are helping others, you help yourself. So th- that, I mean, those are my thoughts. And again, I, I don't want to, take time out of, out of Rishma's thing. Um, but, but honestly, you like good people are out there right now. I can tell you're smiling. You know that there are good people out there. You have to find them and you have to create that support system and you have to, you have to get out there. And even if you're, you know, blind and you can't talk and you can't walk, you got to be of service to other people when you're helping others and you're in your, you know, you're being of service and you're seeing how much they're going through and how hard they have it. If you've ever been into a, you know, a vet hospital, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people out there that are hurting. And if, if, you know, if you're helping those people, you're, you're going to heal. But, you know, like um, I think it was Carmilla said, you know, it is takes time and it's one step at a time. So sorry, honey. No, that's really great advice. I love that. I love that. Yeah.
That's really nice. Very and he, kind and sweet. Thank you. He's a really, he's a counselor. He like helps people that are going through stuff. So like, that's really great advice. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, Eli, thank you so much for sharing like that. I'm so proud of you for sharing. Thank you for being vulnerable. <laughs> My first and, time I ever did that on a meeting like this. So I'm proud of providing you. that opportunity. I'm, I really hope I didn't speak too much. Though. No, don't, don't even like, we're sending you so much love. Thank you well, so thank much. Thank you. I definitely need it. <laughs> so lovely. <laughs> okay, guys, is there any other questions? Oh, and it says, from Afua. Afua, I really hope I'm saying your name right. I can pronounce names really terribly. Um, it says, Rishma, I love your podcast. Thank you so much. If you guys love podcasts, I know for myself, I love podcasts so much. I have a podcast called You Are Worthy of Love, and it's on iTunes. Um, actually, I wonder if I can put a link, but definitely check it out if you haven't already. I share so much on there I'm quite vulnerable actually (laughs) a little bit more than maybe (laughs) I should be but definitely I'm going to get the link up definitely listen to the podcast if you need yeah just any any feelings of upliftment hope um I do share a lot on there so I'm going to put this in the link And I think that is the end of our talk today. Thank you so much, everybody, for who came on. Thank you so much for sharing, everybody. I I really love this. I hope that you guys are going to go on this platform even more. I know for myself, I'm definitely going to be going on because we need this right now. We really need to be connecting with people. We need to be supporting one another, giving kindness. We do need to be doing these things. So. Thank you so much, everyone. Definitely um, connect with me. If you have any other questions, uh, my, I'll actually put my email address so you can email me. And thank you. Ah, thank you. Go, Ellie. You can do it. Yes. We're all keeping you in our prayers. So sweet. Everybody's so sweet. Okay. So info at Rishmapachalia. Yeah. So email me if you guys have any questions, anything else that comes up, email me and have a beautiful uh, Thursday tomorrow and then Friday and then weekend. Have a beautiful weekend. Thanks for tuning in this week. We would love for you to be part of our next discussion. Join our live events happening every week at BeFunBeKind.com. See you soon.